0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Watch podcast. I'm back with Trisha and Robin, and we are talking still and again about preparing our girls for marriage. We're talking about their new book called Before You Meet Your Future Husband. And we'll link this of course in the show notes. Um, It's 20 questions to ask yourself and 30 heartfelt prayers. And it is, it's a small book, an easy read, and you just kind of take it one day at a time. You don't have to do it in 30 days. Um, but this is a great book for us to go through with our girls. Um, you know, we recently did an interview with Mark Hancock. Um, if you guys missed it, go back and listen to it. And he is the um, CEO of Trail Life USA. And so that whole episode was about raising our boys to become godly men. And it was, it's so cool to be doing this episode now because those are the men that we're praying for. We're praying for those men. And I told Mark too and in our audience I said raise up those young men to be godly husbands and godly dads because it's what our girls are longing for and we're doing our best to raise our girls to become those wives. I tell my girls all the time like if you want a godly husband, you've got to become a godly woman because no godly man is going to want a woman who's not following in the footsteps of what God has called her to. And um and so it's it's a high calling. For girls, but uh, there's so much reward for that, and um, and so I I love that these two podcast episodes kind of go hand in hand. So we're going to talk more about that. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to CTCMath.com. Try them out for free. Summertime is a great time to do that. There's no pressure. CTCMath.com. Well, Trisha and Robin, welcome back. To the podcast. I am so glad uh, that we're having this conversation. Um, yesterday, we talked about kind of the three areas to focus on with our girls. And, and Robin, you talked about the heart, head, and hands. And as you were talking about the heart, we were talking about, you know, just pre- preparing uh, their hearts to become wives, to become godly wives. Um, I want to dig into that just a little bit more. I want to dig into all three of these a little bit more, but let's start there with the heart and how can we really prepare a girl's hearts for these you know godly relationships that they're looking forward to.
1: One of the verses we knew we wanted to lead with is to guard your heart above all else. It is the wellspring of life. Mm. And so to have that understanding that it's not open, you're you're spoken for. You're not up for grabs. You were bought at a price. You Mm. guard your heart and because of the heart is a place where we treasure things, what are you holding on to? What are you treasuring? What are you putting of high value? And then that connects to your mind, your thoughts, that that's what you're seeking or you're leaning toward because that process is in motion. So if you take a really close look at how you're wired in that way right now and see where it needs to be changed, it, it'll change your whole life.
2: I have a good example of that. So um, I was 15 when I started at, my mom and I started attending the church where John's dad was a pastor. And so I was mostly interested in guys, but sometimes as I go to church, that was my early <laughs> teen years. Um, but I remember going to church with my mom and I saw John there and you know, he was in the Marine Corps. Um, I already had a boyfriend, but I heard later that after we started dating that he had saw, he saw me there and he's like, who is that? And his mom said, that's Trisha Waddell. Stay away from her. She's trouble. And I was. I was trouble at the time. I was the cute cheerleader that was dating all the guys. And her mom's like, no, don't get involved in that. Well, then... When I was pregnant, I gave my life to the Lord. I started seeking God. It w- and I was like full on, like from not interested to like, I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm worshiping at church. Like it was a night and day difference. His mom came over and prayed with me. The women gave me a baby shower. Like they saw this change uh. in my life. And that that one that had warned him, like, don't like stay away from her. She's trouble. After I had Corey, he's like, oh, what would you think about dating Trisha. And she called my mom and said, if John asked Trisha, would Trisha go on a date with John? And my mom asked me, I'm like, sure. And so it was like this mom wow. setting up. And that was really like, I love what you said, like to attract a godly guy, you need to be- become a godly young woman. I was a godly y- young woman with a baby. And he yeah. was like, and his mom was like, yes, ask her on a date. Cause that mom saw the transformation in my life. And she saw wow. the change in my heart. She saw that my heart was completely different. My heart was over to God. Not that I didn't have things I had to work through. I had lots of baggage and all these, you know, I've been sexually active in past relationships. So we had to work through a lot of those things, but my heart was totally dedicated to God. John saw that, his mom saw that. And that was the launching point for our relationship that he was even interested because mm.
0: I was a different person. Amazing. Because you could have the opposite too. You could have a girl who, you know, has kept herself physically pure. But really doesn't want anything to do with the Lord and mm. is not seeking God with her whole life. And so, you know, I mean, if I were a guy and I had a choice, you know, between the one who has some baggage, but you can work through that by the grace mm-hmm. of God and the one who, you know, maybe hasn't made those same decisions, but she has no desire to grow in her relationship with the Lord, I would choose the one mm-hmm. who's growing in the Lord <laughs> for sure, yeah, because that's who you know that that's who you're going to look to possibly be married to. Um and you know the same way with with our girls as they're looking for men um you know it, it's interesting that you were that you already had a baby because one of the things that I have often told my girls is when you choose to marry a man you're not just marrying a man who's going to be your husband you're marrying the father of your children and I think most girls don't think about that and that's a really really big deal like is he a guy who you would want to be your dad you have to think about these things because it's not just a husband; it's a husband and a dad. They they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and um and so I, I love that the Lord just brought John into your life uh, at that exact yeah. moment when the Lord knew. Um, and and I love your testimony. I mean, that's just so incredible. Um, let's talk about the head, and as um, so we're we're talking about the three areas to focus on, and you talked about the heart, we talked about the head, and Robin, as you were talking earlier, and we're going to dig a little bit more into this but about the head and about things that, that our girls are putting into their minds. Yesterday, for some reason, I was like, let's read some Psalms. And so with my girls, um, I had Brooklyn read this verse, and it, it I literally, it was kind of weird. I opened my Bible, and this was highlighted in my Bible. And I said, I want you to read uh, this verse. And so it's Psalm 119, verse 37, and it says, Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. And I just thought that's so relevant to where we are -hmm. Today in our society, and as we've talked about with social media and movies and TV and all the garbage that our kids are exposed to, you know, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. Talk about that because I think for at least for myself, I find that to be a really big challenge um, with my girls, not because I don't trust them, but because I don't trust media. But at the same time, I can't I can't lock them in a bubble and Mm -hmm. keep them from it because it's everywhere. So Talk about how we navigate through this with our girls.
1: One thing we prayed for both our kids was for discernment. And that is a gift from God. And the wisdom and the understanding, the knowledge that all comes together with that. Um, In my growing up in a family that went to church, I gave my life to Christ when I was 12. Um, All through high school, I was a little bit boy crazy. (laughs) Every, you know, little bit of attention I would get, Mm -hmm. I would just eat it up. And so when I was in my um, second year of college, I got engaged and I loved him and I knew we were going to be just great together. But my head was a little confused. And this is sort of the reverse issue of what you're talking about, because I had been in such conservative circles. And so the submission and the sense that I was a helpmeet, and that was my whole purpose in life, and that's what I got from my parents. Like the, there was, there was even a sense like, why would you even go to college because you are just going to serve your husband, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and and not the, not that my childhood was bad in that way, but it was just more on the side of being so conservative. So then, when I was engaged, I gave up every dream, every Promise I'd made to the Lord, everything that I felt was what I was gifted and created to do, because it didn't matter anymore. It was all about Him, and so that we had this engagement where I kept shifting my life. My mind was like, "Okay, that's what He wants to do. Okay, that's important to Him. Okay, that's what I'm going to be doing," you know. And I didn't see it coming. But he broke our engagement. He just came to me on a very cold February day and said, I don't love you. I don't think I ever Uh. loved you. I can't marry you. And my wedding dress was in the closet and the invitations were on order. So Uh. that complete crash, you know how Jesus gives us beauty for our ashes. Well, (laughs) that was this pile of ashes. But it was a a complete change in my mind and my, my heart, of course, being Fully releasing everything to the Lord. Jesus, mm-hmm. I want you. I want to fall in love with you. You are the, the bridegroom. You call me your bride. I want that relationship to be foundational. Even if I never marry, I want to find all my satisfaction and joy in mm-hmm. you. And God opened some amazing doors for those two years between that breakup and when I met the man who has been my husband for 46 years. And I even I got to work... Um, helping as a correspondence secretary for Cory ten Boone. I mean, what a a gift that was. And Brother Andrew. And I went to Europe and I was able to smuggle Bibles behind what was then the Iron Curtain and where Trisha's daughter now lives today. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. all the overlapping stories. So that like opening up what God really had created me to do. Then when um, my husband and I had been married, when I met my husband, one of the first things that happened was I was to drive his car on this youth event from one place to another, and I pulled down the visor to block the sun. And there was his prayer list. And the first thing on his list was pray for my future wife. Oh
0: wow. And
1: I've been praying for my future husband for many years, writing letters to him. And then it was just, there are men out there like this. Yeah. So that union, that partnership, was right because we were then together encouraging each other, what is God asking you to be about? How can I encourage you and help you along with that? And we're both saying that to each other. So that's where the head became completely at peace, and my mind was focused on what it was that God had for me. And it was my husband who first said, you have to go to a writer's conference and learn how to write. You have to put all these stories down on paper. And I never would have if it hadn't been for him. Yeah. But what doors that opened? Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Um, Jesus is enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many times in our life where we have to realize, whether it's waiting for the perfect spouse or waiting for children or whatever, that God is enough. I had to come to that place in my life mm-hmm. when I was um, dealing with infertility. We were married for mm-hmm. over 10 years before we actually got pregnant with our first daughter. And I remember just realizing, at, at least trying my best, I won't say I did it perfectly, but coming to that point where I just realized Jesus is enough. God is enough. Mm-hmm. If I never yeah. have a baby, God is enough. As much as I want to hold a baby in my arms, and I know there are many women who so deeply desire to be wives and to be moms, and for whatever reason, the Lord has not blessed them yet with a husband and like you said, getting to that point where God is enough, God is enough, God is enough, because, you know, there's no guarantee that our husband is going to be here tomorrow. There's no guarantee that our children are going to be here tomorrow. And we still have to live our life knowing that God is absolutely enough. It uh, yes. doesn't mean it's easy to walk that road, but He is enough to fulfill all of our dreams and plans. And oh, I love that you worked with Corey Ten Boom. She is my hero. So I think it was. Um, just a few weeks ago, we went to a restaurant and they had at the restaurant, they had those table talk cards that asked questions. And one of the questions was, if you could meet anyone in history mm. oh, and person, it. who would you meet? And I said, hands down, Corey Ten Boom. I, I just, I, I love everything about her. So anyway, let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child, to love God and to steward his creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. I am back with Tricia and Robin. Um, So we're talking about Three things to focus on with our girls. We talked about the heart. We talked about the head and their minds and what's being, you know, poured into them and fed into their minds. And now I want to talk about hands. Um, you know, I tell my girls, and I say this on the podcast all the time, that they were created on purpose and for mm-hmm. a purpose. And they truly are. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I know that God has made them for a reason and that there is work to do on this earth, just like me, just like the two of you, God has given us all a purpose. So talk about that. How do we prepare our girls to understand and really, um, really take to heart that concept and truth that they are here for a purpose?
1: Well, Trisha has some great stories. Yeah, but I just have to start with this one verse that um, I've always lived in um, Galatians about—this um, is in a contemporary version, but— It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Each of us must take responsibility for doing the creative best with the work you've been given. And that's what we want all young women to be able to. Mm To launch from
2: there, and I think it's so important with with our girls and with our boys too. But just see what they're good at and like call that out and let them know. Um, I love Kathy Cook's book, The Great Smarts. Are you know Are you a people person? Are you a logic person? Like God created you for a purpose. Psalm one thirty nine. He knew you. He knit you together in your mother's womb, and He has plans for you. So even when our oldest daughter, who's thirty now, um, when she was little, she loved missionary stories. She'd want to hear them. She t- she's would make a friend on the playground every time she went. She was very evangelistic in high school. She would share Christ with the people that she's serving with at Wendy's restaurant. Like she's just so, and so. We really talked about, like, I think God has a plan for you. And she you know talked about, I want to be a missionary. And so God just led us to do mission trips in the Czech Republic. The people there said, Leslie, you need to come. You need to live here. Like, people are drawn to you. You have such a natural way of connecting with them. And so she graduated. Um, she had her bachelor's at 20 and moved to the Czech Republic. Like, God provided Every penny for her to be there. But she knew when she was going that in the Czech Republic they have less than one percent of Christians. Yeah. So it's post-communist, a postmodern society. Mm-hmm. Very few Christians are there. And so she she prayed and she's like, Lord, I know I probably will never get married but I'm willing to go for for you and really just going into a country that doesn't have hardly any Christians, let alone Christian young men. And so for years, she served God. She worked with youth groups. She just all these things. And then she met Hansa, who was, there was like two Christian churches in town and she worked at one. He worked with the other. They both worked with the youth. They sat, they became friends first and later they got married. But it was like, she was doing what God called her to do. Not even saying like, okay, I'm going to go here because there's a lot of Christian guys and surely I'm going to find right. one. But she was willing to like give that up. And she just thought for sure when she was moving there that she would probably never get married, but this is what God called her to. But when she was a little girl, I pointed that out, like you have such a, wonderful way of sharing Christ with people and making friends and, and really seeing people and listening to them. And she saw that. And with my girls today, I'll call out different things that I see is important and what they're doing and how God has gifted them uniquely than, you know, than other people or their siblings. And that really lets them see that there is a purpose and God has a plan. And the amazing thing is Leslie in the Czech Republic got married in a cathedral Wow. Like this amazing, beautiful cathedral. And I'm just sitting there like, God, you you knew this. When she was there, like, I'm just going to go be a missionary. I'm probably never going <laughs> to get married. And then at the reception, you know, I speak English. His parents speak Czech, but I had someone translate with his mom And I'm like, I just want you to know that I've been praying for your son ever since she was a tiny, tiny baby. We can't even speak the same language. And she started crying. She was like, and I've been praying for your daughter ever since Hansa. And so these are on the opposite sides of the world. We're praying for our children. And his family is from a Christian family. They have planted churches all around the Mm -hmm. Czech Republic. They've stayed Christians during Nazi times and communist times. And it's like, God knew that. And so just encourage our daughters, like, I see these gifts in you. I see He has a good plan for you. We don't know exactly how that's going to be, but because you love doing this, He's going to use that. It's not like God's going to make you do something that you hate, that you don't want to wake up and do. But see how He's already gifting you, and He has a plan for those things.
0: Yeah. He is so faithful. Uh, and, And again, I... Because this is homeschool podcast, you know, I can't help yeah. <laughs> but just think like this is one of the greatest advantages of homeschooling oh, yeah. because when our kids are sitting in a classroom boxed in for 40 hours a week, being forced to learn a certain way, they don't always, ha- I, not that not that God can't use them or won't use them. That's not the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that they have more of an opportunity to figure out how God created them to be and what he created them to do. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more time to explore Um, who they really are and what their passions Mm -hmm. and gifts and talents and abilities are when they're not bogged down with a classroom and with, you know, four hours of homework at the end of each day. And so it is such a privilege to be able to walk alongside of our kids and help them to see, because sometimes they can't see it. Sometimes it's so Mm -hmm. close to them that they can't really see what it is that they're supposed to be doing. And so being able to explore that with our kids and pray through this life with them. I mean, there is truly no greater joy or privilege that I can think of than being able to be a mom or a dad and walk this walk this mm-hmm. life with our kids.
1: And, and to provide those role models as Trisha's daughter yeah. was wanting to read missionary stories, and yeah. then that planted those seeds in there. So those ongoing role models are so important, yes. and we can bring that to our children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, the two of you are amazing role models. Thank you so much for the heart and the prayers and the work. And I'm certain the sleepless nights that you have put into this book. Um, I I don't know how you've written some, I mean, over 180 books combined, the two of you have <laughs> written. It's so funny. Sometimes I'll think about... You know, if I, I, we're getting ready to do, you know, an event or something like that, I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night with all these thoughts racing through my head, and then I have to get out of bed because I have to write them down because I can't go back to sleep <laughs> until I get the thoughts out of my brain, and um, and so I can't. I, I mean, do you ever sleep? Like I don't understand. I
2: sleep very well, I, thank you. I dream. I often wake up with ideas, though. Oh, I'm yeah. always I'm sure. like, yeah, it's just ideas, and they're there, and yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, Uh, thank you again. The book is called Before You Meet Your Future Husband. We will put links to this in the show notes so that you guys can find it. Again, grab this book. It's perfect for preteens and teens. But again, for those of you who have little girls, this is a great book for you, mom, to get to start reading through and start opening up the conversation with your girls because they start asking questions at really, really young ages. And don't be afraid to answer those questions. You know, I mean, you have to use discernment, but be the one who helps your girls to know that God has blessed us with relationships, with husbands, with marriage. I mean, marriage is a blessing from the Lord. Is it it's a gift from God? It is not something that the world has made. You know, you Trisha, it's so sad you talked about working with these inner city girls and they mm-hmm. they don't even most of them plan to get married. I remember years ago. We lived in a neighborhood um, that had a lot of low-income families. This was in um, Los Angeles County. And one of the little girls came to our house one day, and she noticed that Brooklyn had the same last name that I had. And she was so confused. And she said, why do you have the same last name? Oh. And I and I was confused. I'm, I'm like, well, why would we not have the same last name? And she had, I think, three or four siblings, and every single one of them had a different last name. Mm -hmm. And so she couldn't even wrap her mind around the idea of us having the same last name. And so I had to literally explain to this, like, eight-year-old girl, well, her dad and I are married, and her dad's last name is Hampton. And so when we got married, I took his last name. And so when Brooklyn was born, she was a Hampton, you know. Um, And it's just so heartbreaking. Um, but, But, you know... Praise God our girls um, are being raised by parents who are intentional about teaching them God's way and God's plan for marriage and relationships. Um, and so thank you for guiding us through that in this book. Um, we will put links to Trisha and to Robin in the show notes so you can find them, trishagoyer.com, right? Is it .com yes. or yep, that's it? It. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. And then robingunn.com. That's it, yeah. All right, we'll put those in the show notes. Thank you ladies for being with us this week. Um, thank you guys for listening. We are so grateful for you. Please leave a review for this podcast if you've not yet done that. Um, That is such a blessing to us so that people can know why to listen to it. Why is it a blessing to you? Why does it encourage you? Um, And that helps us with ratings and so that more and more people can find it. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. If you can read and you teach your kids to read, there's nothing you guys can't learn together.
2: So don't think that you need to know it and teach it to your kids. How about this? Learn it together. Learn it with them and it will make it so much more lively and rich. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is you get to learn it with them.